Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Dietrich. I'm Damon. And I'm Taj. Ooh, that's the sexy Taj boy. <laughs> oh, fuck. No. I don't want to know. I don't want to know that. <laughs> Keep that shit to yourself, dude. <laughs> oh. Uh, Good to be with you guys again. Yes, yes, yes. This is just always. So, for those who don't know, uh, this is Choice Tracks. It is a music podcast where the three of us get together. Um, we come up with a theme. Uh, we come up with songs that go inside with that theme. That's side A, like a record, and then we flip it over to side B. We talk about homework that somebody gave to the group, and we're basically criticizing or critiquing uh, the music that was chosen in the situation. So for this week's episode, I decided to get dirty, bro. <laughs> I, I decided to say, you know what? There's always that one song at a party that if somebody threw it on, you know all the lyrics and sing all the nasty shit. But then if your mom came in the room, you like shop, stop in the horror because it's like... I don't want my mom to hear me saying all this stuff, um, especially when you were like a kid, a teenager, and you figured out the right way to say cuss words. It was like the best thing ever, um, especially when you went through your puberty stage where you started learning about sex and your body and the whole nine. Yeah, dude, this is this is what I was talking about when I said uh, not suitable for moms or not suitable for music or not suitable for work. Damn sure not suitable for work. Um, so in this fact, like we, we just went there. It's like I put my in her and she. Yeah. And just kind of leave it like that. So um, my song that I chose was a certified club banger. There's no way that you would hear it on the radio until technically ninth or no, 2018 is when they actually start playing it on the radio in certain radio spots. Mainly because that's you know when everything switched over to series FM or you know outside satellite radio, so they could actually play all the songs that you really couldn't hear, you know, back on the actual broadcast radio stations. So in this situation. This song actually was created in 1993. Um, it was called, for those of my gang affiliation, don't get mad at me. I'm just throwing out the name of the song and then you can know from there. It was called Slobs on a Knob, which if you know anything about gang affiliation, slob is a derogatory term for a blood member, but we're not going to go there. We're going on the good side of things. So, and then this particular individual um, changed up that particular um, lyric and then also changed up the song, so to speak. It said that he wrote it during between his history classes in high school, but, you know, I'll, I'll let that to be determined. But um, he actually came out with the song on a, on a 1996 album, um, 1999, it was called uh, Tear the Club Up Thugs. And uh, this was one of the songs that was re-recorded and re-released on that particular album. And for those who know, you know, for those who don't know, you're about to be introduced to it. And if you right now, if you're in your car or you're around your kids or you're at home or you're at work, make sure you put your headphones on. <laughs> Because some of these songs, yeah, they may have double meaning, but most of these songs, yeah, they could get you in trouble, especially if you know them and you start singing them out loud, like in the middle of church. It's probably not the best thing to do. So without further ado, my song that I chose was Three Six Mafia's Slob on My Knob. Slob on my knob, like corn on the cob. Check in with me and do your job. Lay on the bed and give me head. Don't have to ask. 
Now, this has been carried around for a couple of times now. Um, so much so that, like I said, it's a crowd favorite. You hear it at any game, at any any kind of party, any kind of club atmosphere. Everybody's singing every single damn lyric. It doesn't matter if you're white, black, green, red, purple, or polka dot. You're going to be singing this stuff. And then on top of that, you're going to know exactly what he's talking about because he was not being lyrical in any way. He was literally being as blunt as possible. And and the sexual acts and the things that were going on in this particular song. And and so much so that somebody even made fun of it saying it remember the Christmas song. They were like, Slump on my up, corn on a cup, check you with me and do your job. They, they flipped it up like it's it's been all over TikTok and then some. But yeah, tell me what y'all think about three six mafia slob on my knob written by Juicy J. So it just asked there, because you, you you said three six mafia, but it's also it's both of them, right? It, yes, it was. It was their their version of a uh, uh, group meshing uh, sort of situation where it was like it became a super group called Tear the Club of Thugs, but it really it consisted of three six mafia. Okay, gotcha. I, I was curious what, when I saw the two list things of it, but, but I did the mm-hmm. one. You, um, <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I, I did not realize. I took the slob as in like a real juicy mouth that's watering <laughs> type of. Feel that's what I it's turning into. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't. I didn't know it had the the urban. You know, with, with the colors, but you know, uh, yeah, it, it it's a song for sure. Uh, and and I could totally get how you could be singing this, and then your mom walks in, and you're like, um, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, and uh, yeah, history, and <laughs> turning that stuff off quick. <laughs> right. Yeah. All I know is whenever I was not this song in particular, but any other songs, some of them we can actually cover later on. Um, when I was singing those songs, um, anytime my mom walked in, I got my ass whooped because there was no way I should have been singing them. So, um, no, it's just it is what it is. But yes, okay. yes, it is one of those crazy, crazy little shindigs. David, what you think about it? So the Three Six Mafia, there's a girl in the group, is that right? They're, I know they started in the '90s, and from what I see, it's a pretty big group. It's like six, seven people. Yeah, so chick in the group, was, right? Yeah, it was Gangsta Boo, R.I.P. She died a couple of years ago, but yes, it was. Um, it was Gangsta okay. Boo who was in the group along with uh, DJ Paul, um, Juicy J, Kusta uh, Dicka. Um, Crunchy Black. Um, Crunchy Black. Oh, that was another one. That was, he, was, he was on DJ point. Paul. Was on DJ point. Paul. Yep. yep. Uh, if there's anybody, yeah. If there's anybody else that I care about, please, please don't, don't, don't get on me about it. You know what I'm saying? But just know that the main people that were Three Six Mafia were known uh, was you know Crunchy Black, Juicy J, DJ Paul, Gangsta Boo. Mm. Oh man, rest yeah, rest in peace, Gangsta Boo. Oh man, yeah. Um, so that one so that's that's definitely like a an interesting dynamic for for what they come up with, and she's all up in it too. Like she's she's definitely like she's down with <laughs> the lyrics, <laughs> the songs, because that shit don't matter, right? Like you're part of the yeah. group. She she had her own way of saying and talking shit. The same way that the guys talk shit, the same way that she yeah. did. 
and they're all out of, right. out of out of Memphis. So shout out to Memphis. They actually started um, when they came in the game. They were more of a ruckus type crew. Then they switched over to like a horror rap type situation um, where they were they were more on like the the, the psychopathic type of type of vibes. Um, then came you said horror, like, not horror. Yes. No horror. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just want to make sure. <laughs> I mean, they they the horse? Like what? There, yes. they, I mean, they they had some of the greatest hits you've never heard. But if you did hear them, you would love them to death. It's like they had songs like ass and titties, ass and titties, ass and titties and big booty bitches like that. Yes, that was their mantra. And then, you know, Chicken Head was another, that was another one you probably heard. Bah, bah, chicken, chicken, bah, bah, chicken head. Like they, they had you some of the craziest head. songs, craziest <laughs> songs ever, but it was songs that everybody knew and loved. And for those who don't know, Three Six Mafia, let me put it in, in pop culture terms. Three Six Mafia is, are, were, they were the ones who wore the Academy Award behind, um, Oh, it literally uh, slipped out of my head uh, with Terrence Howard. Well, it's not, I keep wanting to say Pimp My Ride, but it's not it. It's not Pimp My Ride. Um, Hustle and Flow. Oh, okay. Yeah. They were the ones who wrote the songs and did all the all the uh, treatment for Hustle and Flow when it came to the rap series, rap that he was doing when it came to the beats that were behind that, the whole thing. They were the ones that were behind all that. So um, they definitely took that and ran with it and and got a TV show out of it, Three Six Mafia and Hollywood and, and everything from there. So they definitely living their best lives and everything is about just party and, and talking shit and having fun. So Yeah, so I, I I definitely like I like the beat of the song. It reminds me of my younger days when just hearing like a bunch of gangster rap from my stepbrothers growing up. They listen to NWA and all that shit. And like you hear a lot of like stuff that I didn't I didn't think I was going to hear in like lyrics, you know, uh, yeah. Like I was like 12 or something. Yeah. And so that yep. kind of was like, Whoa, um, maybe there was a three, six mafia thrown in there too, but yeah, that's what, definitely got a good beat. What's crazy about the beat is like, you could drop out the music and you could have like a barbershop quartet, like singing this or not Capala group. And people be like, yeah, the, the beat's good. And then they're listening. Wait, wait a minute. They said, what? So. You could change the lyrics to something like PC and like, you know, not offensive, whatever. And, uh, you know, non-explicit, right. Whatever explicit yeah. is like they, they, what's the ratings, uh, uh, board that makes it explicit or not? What is that? Uh, uh, triple X, X, or whatever, in, in R, whatever they put in. Yeah, you could try to do that, but it wouldn't be as fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely they, would not be as fun. So what 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 was the soundtrack again? It was um that they did? You said they did a soundtrack. What was that again? Oh, uh, Hustle and Flow was the movie. Which yeah. is like totally like not offensive, right? So that's oh, by, no, it by totally is. Is. no, it's, it's it's about a pimp and his hoes and him trying to be an expiring rapper. And uh, oh, yeah, but it's, it's a good movie. story. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's well, definitely got good tones to it. Yeah. Well, plus Dietrich on a past episode picked the "It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp" song, and that song was amazing. Oh, that's right. I, okay. I, yes. I, from hustle and flow. From hustle and yep. flow, and that, yeah, that that song is like okay, I see where they're coming from. Yeah. I think I might have picked another one and whooped that trick, but I, I don't know <laughs> for sure. But that 
book that trick, get a book that trick. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's all uh that's all three six boxes. So okay. Um interesting. Good well, it's like to slap uh, on my knob, yeah. yeah. So like that's 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 you know that's a creative title for sure, and uh, I think that you know like I definitely wouldn't listen to that in front of my mom, um, but uh, <laughs> but I think that like they are a talented group, and they might be passed up by a lot of people because of <laughs> because of the lyrics and you know stuff like that, but. I mean, it's 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 a good beat. I mean, it's that that is definitely like it reminds me like the end, like I said, like NWA or like other groups in the '90s for sure. '90s rap, yeah, yeah. So, um, actually, it was funny because I actually did a DJ set. Um, it was a wedding, and most of the older folks were starting to leave out about eight thirty, nine o'clock. So, the younger couple, and we actually put this song on, and his. 75-year-old grandmother was singing the lyrics. And I was like, this is the best. But she knew the ever. lyrics? Like she knew? She knew. She knew the whole damn song. She came in. She, she was robbing her head. She was slop on my knob. Like horn on the cop. It would be. And do your job. I was like, what? Granny going in? Oh my God! <laughs> they were talking about like going to a picnic and like eating. Oh no! She said, "Lay on the bed and give me head. Don't have to ask. Don't have to beg." I was like, what? "So there's no like, like misconstruing the lyrics." None, none Brandy. whatsoever. Okay. Granny was about that life. <laughs> she was, she was jamming the two pods, oh. California love, the whole nine. And it was it was all the way on, and so yeah, it was, it was funny funniest thing I ever seen for real. But um, top five, there were our best moments of DJing ever. <laughs> but speaking of you know DJing, you know we have to scratch it and move on to the next track. Uh, Damon, give us your pick of what you thought was a, a not suitable for mom track. Yeah. Um. So my my pick. Is uh, it's by Tenacious D, and I've talked about songs from Tenacious D before. Uh, this is th- 39. She's 39, but she still looks young. Not very young, but a lot of fun. Um, and it's referring to the age of his girlfriend. Uh, and just like you know, what what's what's life like dating a 39 year old? So it goes into like you know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> some interesting. Really it goes into some interesting, um, you know, aspects of dating life, and you know, your choice of drink, all, you know, all that. And the 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 interesting part about this, because I know that we were talking about like this being like stuff that you wouldn't want to play in front of your mom. Well, I was on a road trip to San Antonio, and my mom was in the car, and my brother was in the car, and I just played this for him at like one of my parties. I don't know. I think it was like my birthday party. I, I just threw this on the mix, and uh, so he throws it on in the car, and my mom's hearing this whole fucking song. Uh, yeah, you know, she thought it was funny. I just looked out the window, <laughs> zoned out. I think I yeah, I think I just I like blacked out. <laughs> For a few minutes while the song was played. So but, help me understand what was what's some of the things that happened with the woman that you're dating at 39. <laughs> what? I think you just have to listen to the song to find that out. <laughs> I'm not gonna go through the lyrics of this song. <laughs> 
She likes to drink. He drinks some white wine, dude. All right. Mm-hmm. He's not dating. A, I think he refers to them as 19-year-old chickadees. So they're like, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's definitely done with that. No more chickadees. Uh, yeah. He talks about saggy boobs. <laughs> oh, yes. <gasps> Out there. Yeah. The, the, the one I think is weird, but it kind of makes it. I don't know. It's a weird, but it's like it, she needs dental work. You're like, what? Like, wow. Does she come from England? Like, what the hell? I don't know. (laughs) And then, like, the payment for the dental work is (laughs) definitely the worst part. It's like, really, dude? I thought you were... I don't know. I don't think I could get that kind of payment. (laughs) Get like a... Oh, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. So, I guess he found found a good one. (laughs) He definitely did. Yep. Okay, Charles, what you think about it? I so I know Tenacious D, uh, but I really haven't heard this album, so I, I hadn't heard this one before. But yeah, um, you know, I, I can see how, uh, you know, it, it's when you want to when want to play with your mom around. Uh, it's yeah, it, it is a little bit more um, more inappropriate, especially over uh, fucking you softly. <laughs> Yeah, because that, that's, that's yeah, right. Th- yeah, it's almost uh, like that's kind of like a fun. You could see that in a bar, like the fuck, fucker gently. Is that what you're thinking of? Oh yeah, fucker yeah. gently. That's like a bar song where everybody can sing along and you know, you know, clean the beer together. But like yeah. this one's almost offensive to like the the woman that's like almost forty. <laughs> She's already thinking about stuff, you know. So. Right, but I mean, I got a lot of like weird looks from like the women at my birthday party when I played it. <laughs> oh wow! So it was kind of like my mom. She don't give a shit. My mom's already, you know, she's like seventy now. But gotcha. You gotta right. accept that shit some at some point. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to think about my parents or what my mom used to do, but <laughs> I, understand, I understand that she lived her life. So, and it's, it is what it is. Not complaining, not right. at all. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Much respect to moms out there and not playing some <laughs> certain music around them. Especially the moms I like to. No, I'm playing. So. <laughs> Oh my god! One of my you, best friends you, told me you one mean time Stacey's he was like, "Mom, yeah, Man, yeah. got it going on." One of my one of my friends when I was younger, he had like the Stacy's mom scenario going on in his head. I'm like, dude, first of all, don't tell me that shit at all. <laughs> and like, I couldn't say that his mom was hot, so yeah, I couldn't get him back, you know. <laughs> I would never try to get nobody back at it, but I mean, seriously, I've known a couple of hot moms in my time frame, and I'm just like, if I had that one chance, <laughs> if, if I had that yeah. one chance, I, I would, I would totally do it and totally not tell anybody because I don't need anybody running to the cops. That, and then that it'll turn into mind. a lifetime movie. And then... Exactly. And that's the craziest shit. Cause it's like, I was always asking myself, where were these teachers when I was coming up? <laughs> they, they weren't giving it up like they are now. Like they, they are literally running trains. They are literally like pulling in threesomes and foursomes. 
they're recording it. Some of the kids is, is following their OnlyFans pages. Like, <laughs> damn, where were these teachers when I was coming up? Well, I had the big old fat teachers with the with that wore the, the the sundresses that you weren't supposed to be wearing to school and nobody really wanted to look under and had moles right. on their face and shit. I'm like, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> Dude, I had, a, I had an English teacher in like fifth grade or something or sixth grade. She was like the hottest. Everybody was like, "Oh, she's probably phoning some somebody." <laughs> like what? Anyway, the hottest teacher I had was um oh oh what, what was her name? Miss Looney. Shout out to Miss Looney, third grade. No, no, Miss Kemp. Shout out to Miss Kemp, fifth grade. Hottest teacher ever. Blonde, blondish, reddish hair, big double D's. Uh, just, just, what does that just, mean? Just, yeah, just hot. But what's thrown, what's so thrown is we had a field day. You remember back in the day we used to have field day at school? We had a field day, track and field oh, day, yeah. where we out yeah. running around. And she right. took that time to actually go out and sunbathe. And all you saw, she saw, she had her like rainbow what? bra or bikini on and sitting out in the sun sunbathing. And every single boy just stopped. We didn't care about races. We didn't care about women. <laughs> we didn't teacher. care about none of that shit. Yeah. Was it a two piece? She's in a two piece. She had her jean shorts, jean shorts on, but okay. she had a bikini top. And like I said, she had double D. So Dude. they were just sitting perked up like what the <laughs> Yeah, yes, we all some perfect shit right now. This is the episode four. This was the best field day ever. Cause nobody won shit. We were only wanted to watch her. And then somebody finally walked up on her and told her, Hey, you need to go change and, and put your clothes back on because the kids are all watching. And she was like, Oh my God. And she got up and got the bouncing around. And that's that's all we could remember at that moment on. We didn't yeah. give a fuck about racing. We didn't give a damn about winning. No, no ribbons, no nothing. It was like, that just woke everything up in us that we did not need awake. And we never looked at Miss Kemp the same. She didn't know that, like, all the, like, kids would be looking at her? <laughs> no, no at that time, no. Because remember, it's, it's before awoke. It's before awokeness. It's before all of that stuff. So literally, she was like by the she actual school needed door. to wake her ass up. <laughs> exactly. Where all the kids were over there on the playground and on the other side. But she didn't realize that like we turned around. As soon as we turned around, it was over with. <laughs> Freaking over with. <sighs> I like so I, like back to the song though. I like how like uh, Jack Black. He's he's like if anybody messes with my woman, I'll rip your esophagus out. Oh, no, he's gonna no. fucking rip the esophagus. Like he's gonna do some throat ripping. Yeah, they can claim this is my thirty-nine year old. You go get your own. Like whether time has shown on you know the lady doesn't matter. He'll rip your fucking esophagus out. <laughs> So much respect for that. I like that. Yes, very much. Very much respect. Okay. Taj, finish with your song, man. What you got? (laughs) Okay. Uh, So let me kind of give you the story on how I discovered this song. Uh, And and this was kind of going to be a a theme before Dietrich took it. So uh, I'm not sure if you remember uh, back on, uh, like, way back episode one, we talked about the first albums we bought, right? And there was a guy that hooked me up in high school with, you know, Guns N' Roses Volume 1 and 2 in a Playboy magazine. Um, At some point, and I don't think it was during that That transaction, (laughs) 
at some point I went back to my music dealer and I was like, Hey, you have any more music for me? (laughs) (laughs) So the thing was, he didn't have anything, but he had a mixtape and it was like one of those, like he recorded himself or, or something. He had a mixtape and he was like, eh, I'll sell this to you for like five bucks. I was like, okay, I'll take it. So five dollar deal, a five dollar yeah, deal. Yeah. Was it in a paper bag too? Like a- uh, yeah. And it was, it is a legit mixtape, you know. So it was written like on the liner, what the songs were like on the inside liner. You know, it, it wasn't like he just recorded a it. Mixtape. Yeah, it was a mixtape. Yeah, That's- he's a professional, bro. <laughs> he's a professional. Like yeah. underground fucking mixtapes. All right. <laughs> I'd have asked for more Playboy magazines, but I'll do it. He's a music plug. I'm not mad. Right. Uh let's set so- the tone. What 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 like was it eighties or nineties? It, it was nineties for, for sure. Because I graduated in ninety-nine. Okay. So it, it was nineties. So um, so on there, uh, so it, I had played around with doing a theme of like first lewd song that you knew was lewd, right? Uh, and th- th- there was two songs on there that were a contender for this episode. The, the first one I have to give a shout out to because for the longest time, I couldn't remember what the song was. I just kind of remembered the premise of the song, but I didn't pick it. But uh, NWA's uh, She Swallowed It. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was just a, a weird song. It has a lot of samples on it. And like the opening, like just is memorable because <laughs> it has a little bell ring. <laughs> and she's like, you know, take the balls in your mouth and hum. <laughs> You're like, what the hell am I listening to? Uh, on that same mixed tape was this song, which I, I realize isn't as lewd, but it's. Um, I feel it kind of is once you start listening to it and you kind of can get the deeper metaphor. Uh, but I did uh, Feed My Frankenstein by Alice Cooper. <laughs> uh, now, this song rocks for sure. Uh, and, um, you know, I grew up watching Young Frankenstein, you know, so I knew that movie like the back of my hand. And so when you're listening to this one, you know, you're kind of figuring out and you're like, yeah, it's totally a BJ song. <laughs> like the, the Frankenstein <laughs> is the BJ. So it's like, and that's where it's like, it, it dawned on me and you're like, oh, yeah, he's not talking about like feeding my Frankenstein monster that I just raised. You know, he's talking about take care of this thing that just risen. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's feeding time. And you're like, oh, shit. So, uh, but yeah, it, that's where. That's where I kind of feel like this is a song that like you could kind of feel like you could sing and then you're kind of singing around your mom and then like she kind of realized what it is and you're like, um, yeah, I'm going to skip this one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. That's when you come in and say slop on my mouth, like corn on the top. <laughs> nah, it's all good. I think that would so- start a whole other problem so so i'll admit i don't know much else about alice cooper this is like the one song that i know by alice cooper (laughs) kind of probably i was gonna say like holy shit dude like it starts out with i know you're hungry uh here comes dinner (laughs) right (laughs) yeah and you're like oh okay yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> that's what he said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah buddy. That's that's uh so first of all, shout out to Alice Cooper. We're in that worthy. We're in that worthy. You know, that type of situation. He's he's definitely one of the rock gods out there. Um, as far as him coming up with this particular song, I love it. Um, 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 it's, it's, it's the bollocks. It's, it's everything that you want it to be. And then some, it fits right in the rock category, but it's got a smooth beat so you can dance to it. And if you can sneak out to the bathroom to get somebody to see they think it's fine, you know, that's, that's, that's what you do at a party. So I, I am, am not tripping on it at all. It is an A plus plus. And I wish he came out with more songs like this one. I think he actually did a couple. But yeah, this is definitely one of those that, uh, that we had need to have on this particular episode because it, it fit right into the need or where it needs to be. So what do you think, Damon? <laughs> well, I uh I would say that I, I definitely want pizza. I know you want pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's it's a greasy song <laughs> disguised <laughs> as fluff and nutter. So <laughs> So, uh, um, I get that a little, little bit of Nutella thrown in there. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> everybody's hungry. Everybody's got to eat. Exactly. Well, it's a gift that I, keeps on giving. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Alice <laughs> Cooper is good. I mean, I, I, I definitely, I like a lot of Alice Cooper stuff. I'm like, just like him as a person and the style of music. And, um, he's gonna, he's like, you know, one of the rock gods. He's gonna throw in some stuff like this, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's expected. And the crazy thing, these are the only two songs I can tell you to this day that were on that mixtape. I have, I can't remember what other songs are on there. I know there was like five on one and six on the other, but <laughs> these are the only two songs I remember. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 And all the two songs that made a difference. <laughs> we know where your mindset was at during that time, Todd. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, cannot complain. Cannot complain at all. Good songs. Very, very, very good songs. Right? Yeah. So, only. were there any other songs that y'all wanted to consider or or thought about bringing to to the table? No. I mean, the, yeah, I don't know. What do you what do you think, Tosh? No, I I didn't have any. I don't know. I I kind of almost went a different route. Um, but it, I I ended up going the same route that everybody else went in. So, yeah, I think you almost picked uh, another song off that mixtape. <laughs> no, I, I I was gonna pick like a different category of something that you wouldn't want to sing in front of your mother. Um and and so I mean I think we might get into it with our choice album, but it's like it's um yeah, it, it, I I guess let's if you're okay, we'll go into the homework and now I'll kind of explain what I mean. So <laughs> Yeah, uh, let's go ahead and switch that record over to side beat. So uh Dietrich, you had some homework first, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um I had homework that I knew would catch some people off guard. Um, I knew that if you saw the fun in it for what it actually was, that everybody would, would have fun with it and probably play a couple of songs at their next outing or shindig or whatever it is that they're getting together, bar mitzvah, whatever the case in point may be, right? So I picked a particular artist that is not like worldwide known. 
um, for the sense of like having millions of, of albums sold, having you know, you know countless hit records, countless tours, all that. He's a, a more of an underground, underground rapper, and he's a he's a unique taste. Um, he's definitely something that you know you have to understand in order to rock with, right? So, uh, Akadeli is his name. That's his actual name. He's uh, Nigerian, I believe. Um, Akaneli Harris. So he actually goes by Akaneli as a stage name. And so Akaneli is one of those rappers who came up in the early 90s, um, very early 90s. And he was one of those that, you know, really didn't have a definitive style when he first came out. He kind of, kind of did the crowd thing, you know, going along with different songs, different mixes, trying to figure out his lane. It wasn't until 93 when he dropped first album that people took a little bit of notice, but 96, he came out with this particular smash of an album that was literally dedicated to one thought and one thought all, which was sex. Um, so much so that he came up with 19 different songs in a way to describe sex and sexual interactions with females. And that was his niche. And one of these particular songs literally took off and, and made, you know, everything about that particular album. But it happened to be the last song on the album, um, coincidentally. But the name of the album was Octopussy, uh, which was the playoff of his name, or Octopus, excuse me, playoff of his name. And, um, you know, he, he watched a lot of Bond movies, so he saw Octopussy and the whole nine. So he literally made that play and came up with this particular sex driven album that, you know, went to explore all the different ways of, of sexual interaction and, and interaction with females and, and relationships and things of that nature. Uh, some of it was straight up derogatory. Some of it was straight up raunchy. Some of it was actually pretty cool. Um, but for the album itself, uh, two of these songs literally took off and gave him his name. And he took that mantra and he ran with it. And you know, he stopped recording in 2010, actually came up uh, with a, a club uh, atmosphere in Miami called V Live. If anybody knows about V Live, it's it was one of those quintessential times where um, you actually saw uh, naked women running around the club, which during the time in Miami it was illegal um, because they did not want strip clubs in on the actual Miami beach. But he somehow got around the rules and came up with the actual club. They did display naked women at times, not all the way through. And because of such, um, he got a lot of complaints. There were noise complaints and the whole nine about everything going on. So much so to the point where he had to shut down in 2019. But that was just a portion of his legacy, whereas uh, the actual real start of his legacy came from this particular album. Um, if I had to pick one track on this album, and there's a couple of them that I definitely do rock and put off the mixes, I would have to say, put it in my mouth. Pause. Yeah, let me tell you That's, that's the song that I would have to pick, um, mainly because it's a song that literally it's it's starting off with the female who talked about a boyfriend that broke up with her. Um, she wound up coming across the best friend. The best friend said, come back to the house. And next thing you know, she's telling the best friend to put it in my mouth. And from then on, it turns into a raunchy shindig of a good time. And um, he definitely throws in his two cents on what he thinks about just, you know, females and, and sex and things in general. And this was just a all out feel good as album. Um, 
now to see the you know criticizers, the ones that came at him because of the sexual content and 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 the titles that were placed on the particular song. Um, he said, "Fuck them all." He did not care. He was not giving a care about anybody else's thought process. His thought was, if you did not like this particular song, don't play it. If you don't want your kids to hear it, don't have it around them. But I guarantee you, some of these songs, they're going to wind up singing and hearing anyway, because it's just human nature. So just deal with it. And he's carried that attitude all the way since. Um, he, he's definitely been one of those guys that um, you may not have like platinum plaques on the wall, but you got platinum respect within your your hood, your community, coming out of Queens, representing, uh, representing for the Queens nature. And um, yeah, tell me what y'all think about Akinelli, Octopus, and also uh, tell me what your favorite tracks were from this particular album, because I know you couldn't listen to it out loud. <laughs> uh, so it. I only got through it once. I'm just going to be honest. Like, just with time and stuff. Uh, I did, I can't say that I hate it, but it's okay. It's very, uh, BDE for sure. (laughs) And, uh, it's, it's interesting because, like, there were times like I had no respect for the album. And then there was times in a couple of songs where, like, I kind of had respect, like, because, like, he, he talks about, like, you know, if he, he'll do it first, but you got to do it second, you know, like, it, he, but that's what I'm saying, like, he comes in and it's. That's your respect uh, factor right there. <laughs> what? I mean, there's a song where he literally says that, like, hey. Equal <laughs> opportunity, I'm saying. I'm, I'm yeah. you down, but you got you to gotta return it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I'm saying. He, he has a, that, that uh, BDE <laughs> energy on here, you know. Yeah. Uh, then you got other songs where he's like, you're going to do this. <laughs> right. Exactly. He does have other songs. <laughs> and some of those songs are like. Yeah, that was uh, kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, <sighs> It, it, and it's it's kind of weird because it, it's it's a is a subtle balance between ah, I'm not tra- trying to think it's a subtle balance between like alpha male and machismo and being like just super confident right you, you can't tell which way it's it lands right does it land on he's just super confident or does it land on like he's just like <laughs> total machismo alpha male like <laughs> this is how the world should be <laughs> BS, you know uh and and so but yeah it, i you know it, it was okay but again like i only got through it once um i don't i guess i would pick because i was listening before we recorded i i would probably pick um <laughs> uh i guess sex in the city sex in the city me and you one on one let's see who be the first to make the other come sex in the city me and you one on one let's see who be the first to make the other come. is the one that would think so yeah oh my god <laughs> yeah that's a good one <laughs> That was kind of intriguing. Yeah. <sighs> okay, Sex in the City. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good one. Not mad. Not Wait, mad. Not mad. Did this album come out like after that show started on HBO? Oh, you know what? That's a good question. I don't think so. Because this came out in 99. Name for that show from this? Sex in the City, I thought was based off of a book. And then yeah, I thought it was too. Yeah, it was like song. Carrie Bradshaw and her like right. her journals and all that. Correct. But, but either way, like I could still imagine her playing this song. Well, actually, <laughs> Carrie Bradshaw 
in the show, she I've watched the show because my wife loves it, so I got sucked in. But yeah, she's like a columnist, and it's Sex of the City is the column. So yeah, yeah, I guess it just is a coincidence. Yeah, I I think it it is. It is because it came out right around the same time. Now, Sex in the City, the, the series was like '98. Sex and this Sex of the City came out in this album, and so yeah, it's it's definitely one of those. It's like uh, it's close, but not that close. And it's it's two versions of the actual album. That's the third part. So he released an earlier version of this in '98, and then the soundtrack, the one that he placed the title on came out in 99 so literally it could have came out around the same time right gotcha that makes sense yep okay so do you guys want to know what my song was sure Sure. Uh, hey, hey, did, did you blare this while you were you know driving down the road or i did try yards? to do like cause i have a really good sound system <laughs> in my vehicle so like as i was driving i like played a little bit of it but it's not as good as some of the other like beats that i played in the car that were just like they sound better with the bass and all that um and then it's hard to be like yeah i totally agree with you <laughs> so that made it more difficult but um <laughs> so with this one with coochie all the girls who used to call they man i mean when i was in front they billings trying to get their numbers trying to put my feet up in them you know so it's like interesting because he even gives a shout out to like like the late great Eazy E. He's yeah. talking about like like people in the the sex industry. Like Ron Jeremy has like a porn. He's a porn uh, star. He yeah. gives him a mention. Hugh Hefner, yeah. Larry Flint. You know that's a little different. But um, yeah, shout out to the pioneers. Yeah. Like he's talking. So this song I thought was cool because. It's a good beat, but he's also talking about like what it's like growing up with like Playboys and that kind of like like everybody's gone through that. I did. I found my dad's Playboys, you know, when I was a kid. And like uh-huh. it's just like this weird like societal thing. Like when you're growing up, you're told that like sex is bad, right? But if you're gonna do it, here's the condoms. He talks about condoms in this too. Like he's always got a condom ready to go. So mm-hmm. shout out to you, man. Like you're actually like you're promoting safe sex. Like that's actually not a bad thing. <laughs> I think he's a little bit raunchy and he's aggressive with some of his lyrics and some of the songs. But I think that um like for for somebody that's talking about sex like when nobody wants to, that's where I give him props. Like he, <laughs> in his cover he's got like what seven women around him they're all like his bitches or something so like he's a little confident he's overconfident you know <laughs> but like <laughs> but uh i don't know if he paid them like to do of course of course you know, they, they must have been yeah yeah they, they were paid for their time uh probably like a hundred bucks or something like that Remember, this is 1999, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not like um, you know, everything was really balling back in the day. It may have been like 500, 200, 300 bucks, something, something of that nature to be in in the actual cover art. So he's forth. pimping. He's got money. He's just handing yeah. out, singing about sex, and like it's almost like I kind of see this as like his his coming of age <laughs> album, or like his like his story of his his young year, younger years, and what it was like growing up, and. I mean, it's kind of cool to hear an album about like what everybody's thinking about. Um, it's a little, yeah, like I said, it's a little aggressive. And like his, like, like Taj said, like, what did you say, like machismo or something? Like that's like a, is <laughs> yeah. that kind of like a like a Mexican reference or yeah, like his like to like somebody that's like 
like the tough guy or like they you know yeah the, the rooster the they're gonna fight the, a bar or something yeah. yeah yeah let me get in a bar fight yep. with a bunch of bitches around him his bitches yep. i would too so. get it don't take no shit no i'm playing okay. <laughs> yeah wait, wait, and i mean so- i like the fast and the furious movies i think that like this guy would fit in with that some of that that crew you know uh, probably not he'd be the one that's like uh, the the dude on the side being creepy in the corner <laughs> uh, you know, or you would be at the porn convention slash you know, <laughs> you know, x, x awards and, and presenting or singing a song or two like if you think about it it's it's very it's very um What's the best way I could put this? I don't want to. I'm not going to say courageous. I, I just it's not. This is not what comes to my mind in the situation. Yeah. Whatever I say, uh, I'm going to say it is very brave um, to come out with a whole album dedicated to this one type of topic. Um, whereas everybody would probably do like one or two songs based off of sex. He made a whole damn album, right? Um, based off of his interactions and things of that nature. So. From to that aspect, I do give him props for setting that own lane. Now, in today's nature, you know, you have individuals that, you know, are a little bit more sex prone, especially in some hip hop arenas and a couple of pop, pop artists and things of that nature. But none to the extreme of doing the whole album like this and actually carrying forth with their thought process. Right. Um, so it, it is kind of a pioneering type situation in that regard. Um, am I saying I'm just going to be banging it all day long? No, because there were a couple of songs on here that were mid, you know, especially for the time frame for which they came out. There were other songs on here to jail. And I was like, OK, I could definitely see you in a mix somebody somewhere and getting the horny thoughts in their head and then start playing other songs in order to coincide with that thought process. So I'm not mad at that at all. If anything, I would give him a, a solid B for effort. And um, I, I would say that, you know, other albums after this were on the same level only because um, they didn't have um, the same feel to it. Just like when you first hear something new and, and you, you like it and everything about it. But then you, when you follow it up with a similar sounding song or or a similar topic that you had already covered, people already over it. So that was that type of situation that came on and later out. But for this one right here, this was definitely a coming of age, so to speak, and a, a coming of grounds uh, for him because it actually defined his his rap career and what he wants to. Well, he's he's um he's not from the states, right? He's like he moved here, right? I, I right, think you he said moved. It was... Yeah, he's uh yeah he was raised in Queens, New York, but. Um, he's Nigerian born. Yeah, I wonder so. if there's like a disconnect. Like it's almost like like in his lyrics too. It kind of seems like like I know he's like American, you know, and uh, he grew up here. And and is that like he grew up in Queens like as a kid? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's what it seems like. Like, but it seems like there's definitely like that. It's your atmosphere. I've been around people when I was younger that were like uh, pushing this, like you know, yeah, what's up, you know, my bitches, whatever. They it, it, they were just talking shit. Like this is kind of mm-hmm. like it was like the '90s. I think it was the '90s. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of heavy with that, and like you can say whatever you want. Nobody's gonna tell you what to do. Um, that all changed after like the 2000s. <laughs> Or the late nineties, you know, started changing a little bit. But yeah. Like yeah, he's like he doesn't have any like he doesn't hold back at all. Um but like I said, like he he really is like spreading like the word of like be safe, you know? It's it's interesting, but it's just the way he says it is like it's so like, you know, 
his lingo or from the street talk that he's used to what he learned, you know? Um, and then you got, he's got these like background seniors. That's what blows my mind. They sound great. And they're like, but they're saying, what do they say? Like, my coochie is so juicy. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all, <laughs> and it's just like, damn, okay. Well, uh, that was the other thing, got, too. The, the production went up and it was like, oh, hell yeah. This, this, is, this is high quality. Okay. Not it was bad. like, yeah, it, it was blowing my mind, like the background seniors. But like, um, now you have like, you know, like the uh, WAP, you know, it's like a more current song. Like that's, and that's a female vocalist and that's the same thing, really. I mean, it's like, like it's just expressing yourself as a human. <laughs> right. But it's, but it's not a whole album to, to Dietrich's credit. Like, right. <laughs> they didn't do a whole exactly. album of, of songs. They do like, a, wow. It's like a, they do a yeah. little mention. <laughs> Yeah, it's like eh, yeah. we'll mention it. But then uh, he's just like, ah, fuck it. I think he says like fuck it a lot in songs too. He's like fuck you or fuck it. Like he just doesn't care. I'm, I think he says he doesn't care. He is a raw <laughs> <rock laughs> <rock> individual. <laughs> yeah, and I would the only one that that I personally know of that might be closest that does a whole album about stuff like that is Lizzo, but not quite. She she's a little bit different. They're not all about sex. Like more tactful. I mean, I think I think it's just like his like. His Most way of, of coming across about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah, yeah a little well, different. Yeah. I think Lizzo's more about herself and feeling good, like her body and <laughs> wanting to, to feel good. Like, like a it's, positive, it, positive it's not, body. It's image. not about it's not about the act itself. <laughs> so but yeah. It's, yeah, there's so many different artists that, that either approach it or or tread the line over it right. without going all the way overboard. He just said, fuck it. I, give me a life raft. I'm gone. Right. <laughs> it, it, and it is, it, and that is one of the things that I want to mention, like that was kind of, um, you know, I, I try not to, I try and be conscious of my bias and, and I'm trying not to be prudish about stuff, but it's one of those weird things. Like, you know, people at work, like, would be more probably calm with you playing like two hours of Call of Duty shooting up people <laughs> rather than you playing like two minutes of this album. It's like, okay, so like I would compare it to like the, the Super Bowl nipple slip with like oh, yeah. Janet Jackson. Yeah. And everybody, like Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson were doing it. Like that was. <laughs> It was like the most like silly thing to get outraged over, but yeah, to your point, like Call of Duty is like you're killing people left and right, yeah, right? It's like ripping their fucking heads off with machine guns and uh, stabbing the shit out of them, whatever. That's cool. But if you show a nipple, I'm gonna fucking call Congress, motherfucker. Yeah, right. So, yeah, crazy now because that's all that's on Instagram is nipples being hidden and covered up. Some try to flash the trash everything and over to go across. Then you go over to Twitter and Twitter ain't nothing but porn. <laughs> Fuck what you're talking about. Fuck what you're you talking about. Twitter. It's now called X, yeah, which X, is a purple. Yeah, X, yeah, exactly. But it's whatever you look at, it's 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 out there. Sex sales, everybody knows it sells, everybody promotes it. They just don't directly say this is sex. They just want you to, to get the innuendo of it and then move on from there. Even the ones who are rapping or, or singing or writing about sex within itself um, still know that there's only certain boundaries that you can go for and, and still be considered credible. Um, whereas once you step outside that boundary, it's no whole part. 
And he knew that and he understood that when he when he did the album. And he was just really just appealing to the people that were around him, which some of them were sex workers, some of them were pimps, some of them prostitutes, some of them uh, were players, some of them were literally just people who love to have fun and meet other people. And it just so happened to work out in his benefit for, for capitalizing on that. So can't be mad at that at the end of the day. Right. Not mad. All right. So, um, Damon, before we get out of here, I think you got some homework for us, right? Hello? Ah, okay. Uh, okay. The button wasn't working there. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, a little flustered with that album. Woo! Thought you were, thought you were being censored. I was like, what the hell is going on? I think I was censored. Yeah. The, the advisory uh, board came in and censored me for a second. So I'm mm. back. I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm going to clear my uh, head of <laughs> all that dirtiness. Um, it was Cold fun challenge. while it lasted. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, I uh, I have an album. It's uh, it's Rage Against the Machine, self-titled Rage Against the Machine. Cool. So okay. this is uh, a very, like, crazy album cover, too. It's a real picture of uh, in history. Um, so look it up. Don't freak out by <laughs> Hopefully, but there's like a statement in uh, Zach Delarocho's uh, lyrics in every song. And I think that, like, I, I disrespect, I, I respect the band. I almost said disrespect. I just, dis, I just respect the band uh, for their, um, I think their, like, courage with their lyrics. And, you know, I guess, like, at the time, like, it was when I was in high school in the 90s. Um, I think it like helped people that were like me that kind of wanted to, you know, sort of like look into stuff and realize what's really going on around us. Um, so it's very political and we have, uh, we have a lot of stuff going on right now with, um, with voting <laughs> for the primaries because we have a big election coming up this year and, uh, this band makes me think of that. So, so what? Uh, so, so how many mentions of like titties are going to be in this album? I don't think there's any <laughs> big, big booties. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, I think that's going to be, <laughs> I think we're, I think we found an album that, that doesn't do that. So. I don't think you're going to get my vote then. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> want, uh, well, uh... <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, maybe like, that's what you say. Just grab them in the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, somebody would. Somebody uh, did say that, and they still won. So I guess that's okay. I mean, I guess that's okay. I don't know. No figure. I don't think it's okay, but somebody somebody thinks it's okay. <laughs> right. Oh man. Okay, Tyler, you hit us with your uh, your shrill. <laughs> sure we'll thing. <laughs> Well, uh, folks, this has been Trace Tracks. Uh, you can find us on our website at tracetracks.com or email us at tracetracks at gmail.com. Both of those end with a Z. Uh, we have matching playlists on both Spotify and Pandora. And that we ask that you please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. Let's go and sign out. I've been Taj. I'm, I'm Damon. I don't know if I want to say that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I heard she swallowed it, but that's another topic for another day. My name is Dietrich, and uh, we're going to pick up the needle, but y'all keep spinning those choice tracks for ass and titties. Oh, my gosh. (laughs)